All right. Murray G, going to give you the summary for the depression cure. Because unfortunately, for whatever crazy reason, in the audio of the last one, there's a there's a block. I think it's like after like the first minute, the audio goes out to like two or three minutes or something crazy like that when I was trying to get it straight and see what the heck was going on. So I know because right now in this app, it doesn't let you rewind or fast forward through a talk yet. I figured, let me go ahead and just make a summary. So that way, if someone doesn't feel like waiting for it to kick the audio to kick back in, I can at least give you the summary here. Because what I'm going to do is download that audio and I'm going to, you know, do some editing and stuff and cut that piece out. But unfortunately, look like you, as of right now, you can't like re-upload anything or whatever. So for those who want to listen, you know, I'm going to give you the summary here. I'm going to make this a little bit shorter. So then that way, you know, you can just kind of get the gist of it because I didn't know it did that crap. And I said a lot. So, <clears throat> all right. So we're going to break it down this way. First of all, I'm not addressing those who are clinically depressed. I'm talking about where you have actual medical biological issues that's actually affecting your mind, hormonal, chemical imbalances, things of that nature. I'm not addressing that because this is not what I'm talking about like that. You have to see a medical profession professional about something like that. What I'm talking about is for those of us who are just the depression that most people, everybody can experience just by going through life, whether you have issues with your job, relationships, your, your health, whatever, you name it, whatever aspect of life that's important to you. And when it's not going well and you just seemingly feel like you are just getting hit on all sides and you have no way out, how that can perspective or perception can make you feel depressed. So when I say depression cure, I'm talking about just those of us who have those kind of life issues, just to be clear. All right. So let me also address in this, and I may even make a separate video about this. You know, there's positive isolation and then there's negative isolation. Positive isolation is what we all want. What I mean by that is this. You don't have an issue with people. You don't think everybody's out to get you. You're not afraid of anybody. You don't have all this deep bitterness and stuff or hatred and all this kind of stuff. I'm not saying you're not going to like people sometimes. I'm just talking about like, that's not the reason why you're isolating. You're isolating because you are also putting yourself first too. You're making sure that you take time to do you, do you boo, do you. You're making sure you're filling your cup up, so to speak. So whether it be you catching up on some Z's, you catching up on your shows, you uh, just want to be in peace and quiet and tranquility tranquility, listening to music, drinking your coffee, whatever it is that you do that makes you feel good, makes you feel whole and makes you feel vibrant and high energy where you can now share the gift that you are with others. We all need positive isolation. You go to refill, you come back out. You don't stay out there too long. Depression brings about the other side of the dark side of the force. Negative isolation. We don't want that. Negative isolation is because it's just what it is. It's negative. All this is fear-based. So you see everybody's your enemy. You you feel like no one can understand you, so you just have to be by yourself. So now you're in an island, self-imposed quarantine in that regard. You, you know, you just see as everything as you just feel that you don't fit in. You're on purpose being like the oddball, so to speak. I'm not saying I think we all feel like we're that in some way, but it's just more so that. You go, you putting yourself in jail, basically. We don't want that. 
And depression brings that about. It tends to make you feel like you are always by yourself because you feel like you're misunderstood and no one can really be down for you the way you need and all of that. And I think sometimes we have measures of that in our life. But in general, I think most of us agree we got somebody, at least one person in our life who cares about us. And we know that for a fact. So we're going to address that negative isolation. And I'll use me. I believe in being 100% transparent. That's kind of what my spiel is. I'm giving you me. I'm not playing any games here and, you know, coming from my experience and telling on myself. That way no one can catch me up another. <laughs> I'm just, just saying, you know. I think being transparent helps you be an authentic, authentic and free person. Because this world makes you be what it wants you to be. This world makes you want to close off. This world makes you want to put up facades and shields and all this kind of crap that don't work by the way, because if we, if our walls really work, so to speak, then we still wouldn't feel the pain of having that wall. A lot of times we just fool ourselves like, well, they don't know how I really feel. So I'm not really hurt. I was like, well, you are because you feel the hurt. You know, you hurt. They just don't know it. So like, that's crazy in itself. So like, let's just not even play those games. We're here to experience life. And it also means that sometimes we're going to catch some negative in this too. But it's how we deal with it is what's important. So in this case, let's be transparent and I'll go first. So two years ago, I was going through it like anybody else. My job sucks. I was working in customer service. So, of course, people get on your nerves with that because customer service, in my opinion, sucks. That's one of the most hardest jobs to work anyway. You usually don't get paid very well, long hours. And I'm in school and I'm single parenting as a father. God, man, juggling all this mess, trying to have a life outside of that, trying to date, but meeting all these crazy women who ain't talking about nothing and, you know, trying to, you know, play me. It was just everything was wrong. That's at least my perception. So, of course, feeling depressed. And then I'm like, man, no one understands me. And I don't have anybody to really talk to to get into me, you know, because I just wanted to feel like I had a connection with somebody who can 100% really get where I'm coming from. But then, I started thinking, well, let me finish the story in this way. So one day I'm sitting here at my table and stuff. I got done doing some homework or whatever, and I'm still being a little bit closed off or whatever. Now me, my daughter and I have an excellent relationship. We're close. We're basically the same person. When I say that, I mean, she's me if I was a girl. So, <laughs> so we're that close because of that. Like, you know, we can talk about everything. We're that transparent, like whatever. This is how I'm raising her. But I think at this time she was like 11 or something like that. So some of those things I didn't really really want to put on her when I'm dealing with it. It's not that I'm hiding. It's just she's still a kid. So, you know, you got to be careful introducing life circumstances or adult ideas too fast, you know, or certain scenarios because I don't want her to carry certain burdens. Not that I shouldn't also help her understand how life works, of course. So in this case, you know, plus I was thinking to myself, like, man, she wouldn't really fully be able to understand me because she's a kid, you know, and, and so that made me want to also isolate just a little bit even more. But then we like the same stuff, by the way. So, you know, we love action movies or anything like that. So she was about to watch Daredevil and I was going to sit there and watch it with her. You know, I was thinking about it. And um, so I decided I, she was sitting on the couch, laying on the couch, chilling and stuff like that. And then when I went over there, even though I felt that depression in me, where I was like, I don't even want to be around anybody right now. I just want to go sit in the corner into the, in the darkness, in the abyss and just do my thing and, Whatever, that kind of crap. But, you know, she's like, hey, come watch it with me or whatever. So I laid on the couch and watched TV. So, you know, we cuddled up and all that jazz. And then that's when it hit me. That's when it dawned on me. 
And that's when I felt when I, when I came out my own mind of what I think I need to have from somebody and I let myself just be present and to just enjoy that moment of something that I like to watch with the person that I love to be with. That was enough. And then I started thinking like, you know what? Two people can go through the same situation and take it completely different. So no one can really truly fully understand you unless they can somehow be you anyway. But does that mean they don't have value? Of course they do. In this case, daughter is a kid. She can't fully understand all that stuff. But the value of being with her was enough. They helped me push through these things. They helped inspire me to be strong enough to persevere, to change what I could and what I couldn't at those moments. I just needed to persevere until something happens where I could change it. That's what helped me. Her love and knowing that she cares about me was had was enough. And I realized when I'm feeling depressed, I need to run to the people I care about instead of running from them. So I made it my business to make sure to do that. So I wanted to encourage you that no matter whoever you have in your life, run towards them, not away from them. Hold on. We got somebody come, wanting to come in. Give me one second. And they're joining three. Two, one, and go. Hello there. Hello, are you there? Oh, looks like they dropped off. Okay. Sorry, I did try to let you in, you know, um, guest. I apologize. Maybe I didn't do something right or whatever, but I did try to let you in. Sorry. Um, In any case, feel free to try to come back in, you know, if you get a moment or whatever. Um, Yeah. So, I encourage you to run towards the people that you know that care about you. Don't let depression create negative isolation in your life. That's going to do more harm than good. When you get in that dark place, we all know that sometimes it can seem so heavy and the light can seem so low where this is how people commit suicide. We don't want that to happen. And this is how you can help at least keep your engine going enough until you get in a position where life can change. Run towards the people you know that love you and care about And just tell them what you need. Hey, I just need you to listen to me. That's it. Let me say what I want to say. Let me get as crazy as I need to. Whatever. Let me let it out. Or I don't need you to say anything. Let me just be in the room with you. And you just being close to me is enough. Hold my hand or go walking. Whatever. Whatever it is that you need. Let it be known from those people. And not hold them to that impossible standard that they have to be something that really no one can be for anybody. And make sure we're clear in our mind what that is. But just taking the value of them being in your life to help you get through that. So that, for me, and I think may help some of you, is the depression cure. It's people. Think about it. In life, everything is about people and relationships. When COVID happened, COVID showed us that a lot of us took personal connections for granted. We couldn't go anywhere, couldn't go around anybody. Think about all the loved ones we had in the hospitals we couldn't even visit. Like the whole world shut down and people couldn't get nothing done. So look at how precious human connection really is. We don't know what else is coming. And something else can happen where we can't be around people again. What if they put some kind of martial law out here? We don't know what's going to happen. And that's all I'm saying. So let's keep that in mind that everything that we have that's wonderful to us, it is a gift. And let's be present enough to enjoy that.
and also remembering that we all been through something. Everybody is going through something. And just because you've been through things in life does not give you the right to be an asshole. Everybody has something that's happened to them that was bad or evil or wicked that shouldn't have happened and that was wrong and they couldn't do nothing about. That inspires them to feel that they have the right to be mean and cantankerous and peevish and captious towards people. But that's not right. That's not going to get things done. Everybody has something that happened to them that makes them feel like they should be able to be an asshole to people and it's okay, but you can't. So it's like, screw that, man. We all have to keep that in mind that we're all have been through something and dealing with things so we can try to use that as a measure of why we need to try to be kind and peaceful and at least have some kind of compassion and empathy because we all are people trying to have this human experience and make the best of things. And also the last thing, remember that nothing is guaranteed. Nothing in life is guaranteed. And that's the whole reason why we need to do certain things on purpose. I know as humans, we wish we always want stuff to be ironclad. We always say we want it written in stone. Yet we forget that stones too can lie. Just something to think about. So I hope that this summary helps somebody. I'm a firm believer that we can't save everybody, but we can save someone. So I hope that this information saves someone. Be well, my friends. Grace and peace to you. And goodbye for now.